Hello! This week's episode of Silly Talks About Sci-Fi is brought to you by Last Chance Autosmart. Last Chance Autosmart. Come see Cassie. She'll do you right. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we're the co-authors of a science fiction series, science fiction comedy series called Prison Dad. And today, this week, I should say, this week, we want to talk to you about some super women who kick butt. Woohoo! It was just Women's History Month. Yes. So, at the conclusion Not of that... Not quite ruined by Donald Trump. <laughs> Though he tried at the he end. He really tried. Try. Yes. Wow. Just mm-hmm. way to win over that segment of voters there, buddy. Just 50% of the population, pal. I know. I know. Nice job alienating us. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, enough about Trump. <laughs> So, Time um, to talk about chicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about uh, Jessica Jones to start off with. Fantastic. So, what was cool about her Netflix series is like she was a hero that not a whole lot of people knew. Right, I didn't know anything about Jessica Jones before I watched the show. We got um, the super strength, we got the, the you know, kind of flight. And it's more flight in the yeah, comics. Yeah, she can, she can jump she can really fly. far, I guess. Um, um, she's also very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes her living by being a private investigator. Right. So she's got some extra skills to sneak sneaksies. She sure does. And she pays attention to details. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like just about Jessica Jones is that she's a flawed heroine. So and that's you kind have of a someone... recurring theme that we'll see in a lot of these that we talk right, about today. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's like the new surge of superheroes in general. But I like... That it's a woman that's flawed. Um, I like that she's not male defined. So yeah. yes, she you know has some love interests on the show, but that's not her main focus. Mm. Um, her main focus is getting even with her enemy, who yeah. is a man that tried to control her because right. he obviously is you know able to control people's minds, mm-hmm. and you know he controlled Jessica's for some time and made her do things that that she hated herself for. Right. Um, you know, she obviously drinks a lot and she sort of realizes that's a problem. She has intimacy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person that she's really able to be relate with and be close to is her adopted sister, Trish, who's a badass in her own right. She's yeah, a Trish is um, great. radio psychologist, um, who just really loves Jessica and wants to protect her. Even though she doesn't have superpowers, she's very brave Yeah, and she's willing to do whatever she can to help Jessica and keep mm-hmm. her safe, which is really cool. I think because she's, you know, she's a heroine, but without any superhero right. powers and right. Jessica tries to protect her. But in the same way, Trish is protecting Jessica and yeah. keeping her human, um, by, you know, allowing her to still have that, piece of vulnerability Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting you know that that whenever the defenders series comes out and we're going to see luke and we're going to see jessica and daredevil all combine you know fighting evil together and i guess um iron fist too iron fist (laughs) i'd like to have a chick superhero named iron fist yeah yeah she could be an irish lady just kick everyone's butt but anyway, I really like the, the relationship between <laughs> Jessica and Luke, too, because that, again, is not it's not perfect and straightforward no. and maybe, you know, in some ways a little unhealthy, but they love each other. Yeah. And, you know, I think they're honest about 
mistakes that they've made in their past, and that's pretty refreshing and cool. But yeah. Jessica, totally badass, totally brave, really good friend, really loyal, and just a really interesting superhero. It'd be so interesting if we if we see Jessica really... pop up in Luke's series that starts this fall. Yeah, I the hope promo she does. for Luke's series looked awesome. Yeah, Luke's a cool superhero in his own right, but we're talking about the ladies here. Yes, we are. And I have to say that Jessica Jones' arch nemesis was one of the best villains I've ever seen. That is one creepy SOB that used to play Doctor Who Mm -hmm. and was also in the Harry Potter series Mm -hmm. as a bad guy. Yes. He plays a great bad guy. Yeah. He plays a great Doctor Who. Very creepy bad guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's shift gears here and let's talk about Buffy. Buffy's another one of my favorite all-time superheroes. Again, she's a little flawed. She gets scared, too, and mm-hmm. she's just a teenage girl when it starts out. She doesn't know what she's getting into, but she's got super strength and the ability to tell when uh, monsters are around causing trouble because she gets cramps, which is kind of cool, you know? <laughs> makes it seem like there's a purpose for all of our female suffering. <laughs> Um, because Buffy can tell that there's monsters coming. And I like, you know, I like Buffy. She she falls in love with a vampire who's supposed to be her enemy, and she has to deal with all the complex emotions that go along with the fact that she's supposed to be killing and destroying these creatures, but one of them kind of gets her heart. Um, and she's trying to protect her friends, but at the same time, because of the world that she has to live in, um, she drags them into danger and sometimes evil. I mean, Willow went to the yeah. dark side for a while oh, because yeah. she was able to you know, sort of capitalize on the witch powers yeah. that you know Buffy probably exacerbated. Um, and, of course, they're living by the Hellmouth, which is always a huge bummer. Yeah. You know, oh, for, well, yeah. For proms and graduation. Oh, yeah. And demons kind, come out. brutal. Ruin it for you. Buffy relies a lot on uh, humor. Jessica Jones, not so much into the, the humor. Yeah, Jess is pretty no. serious. She's got some po- pop culture references yeah. here and oh, there. Yeah. It, not, was, it was more like a drama Buffy. than a... Right. Yeah. Buffy's definitely got, you know, snappy comebacks. Yeah. You know, funny, you know, witty conversations about, you know, pop culture and teasing, you know, friendships. Um... You know, I think Buffy, again, really brings home that sort of, like, friendship and loyalty. She right, is able exactly. to survive because her friends are there for her right. and they friends understand her and support her. her. Right. Which is pretty cool. And, and Buffy's she's just tough, man. I mean, like, she can take on a, a coven full of amps and she just does it. She just does knows it. she's scared, but she just does it. She goes in, she, she doesn't hesitate. Yeah, she knows she can do it, but the act of... Yeah, doing right. it is. When she first started, I don't know that she knew she could, but she just does it, you know. Yeah. She and even when she has to like take on the master, you know, she just she just dives in and does it. And when she has to kill Angel at a certain point, she figures she out a way to persevere. Yeah. yeah. And that's gotta be that was really hard and she you know, she loses her her sister, she loses her mentor. I think mm-hmm. she even loses her mom before the end. Yeah, because it's just, you know, it's her and her friends, and then she has to teach all these like young women that come to her in the end how to oh, do right. what yeah, she that's did, point. and yeah. you know, and she's watching Train her friends new generation. suffer, and yeah, and you know, the love They're of her life stuck with her moves on. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, and yeah, Buffy went through a heck of a lot. She saved the world a lot, right? That's what it said on her gravestone before she came back from the dead. <laughs> like five times. Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so the the X Men have 
have more, I feel like, you know, is a stronger female presence than, than say, you know, the Avengers and some of these other, you know, Justice right. League and, and other groups of, of heroes. So, you know, yeah. lo- looking at the X-Men, X-Men. We, we definitely we definitely see some cool stuff, you know, starting with Storm. Mm-hmm. So Storm can control weather. Yeah. Um, And she, you know. Re- she's just like. My mother's tried strong. to convince me she could do that too, but no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Storm is that's, very, a pretty, that's a pretty badass. Uh, mentally strong. Right, you know, and and understanding, you know, fearless. sort of this this catastrophic power that she has to sort of command lightning and thunder, and wind and wind snow. And yeah, rain we've and seen snow. a lot of this. Yeah, Halle that, Berry did a great job. I I oh, really yeah. I really felt like she did a great job in in, you know, I guess she showed up four times this storm. Yeah, she's very yeah. stoic, you know, and she's she really does take her power seriously. It's not like they portray her as someone who's like angry about something and creates like chaos no. like it really has to be a very se- serious dangerous situation before she's going to implement her power so she uses it with a lot of thought and care well i guess the the story they're gonna they're gonna spin too in um apocalypse coming out this summer is that yeah, can't storm see that lewin davis doing more evil things <laughs> my boy so uh you know storm is is we're gonna see a different version of storm though because we're gonna see the storm that was you know kind of trained by apocalypse i think not so right. much like, trained by the x-men so that's what right. i think i think that's the story they're telling i could be wrong i'm just gathering that from you know descriptions and um trailers and stuff like that but that that's you know so i think it'd be kind of cool to see that that aspect of, of, I'm of storm you know uh we could talk about mystique who sure so mystique was kind of bad she was well, portrayed very as evil mm-hmm. in in the original movie versions of the x-men mm-hmm. but in in the more recent ones where they're sort of starting back from the beginning she's portrayed more like well she's, I mean, da- she's, she's raised she's as like dangerous. xavier's adopted sister now right but she's you know. more of like a sympathetic i think character because you kind of see her being a child that was rejected by her family because yep. she was so different she was different yeah um, and also just very strong and, and brave, and I think she's a complicated character because obviously she doesn't have as much of a choice as the other X-Men about hiding her power and, and fading into, like, normal humanity. She can portray a regular-looking woman, why Magneto but could, that's hard for her. Yeah, you know? Magneto, she, really focus. she could side with him so well because, you know, he's, you know, that was, you know, she was kind of jammed into this role, you know, right. without knowing anything, you know. So that was interesting in first class, though, how they, you know, she was just kind of like Xavier's, like, sidekick while he was going to college and, and right. stuff and like that. Right, and then she sort of comes into her own. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it makes sense, a little more sense when you see her that way, that she could go to what would be considered sort of the dark side because she was ostracized and yeah. pushed out of regular society and mm-hmm. what, you know... She's very powerful, and she is able. She could be able to do a lot of good things, and she is. You know, they definitely show her sort of saving the day. Um, but you know, it's hard, and she's lonely. I mean, she tries to, you know, connect with other people, but she does have that physical difference, and, right? You know, that kind of because in two United, you know, we she was you know working for the same cause, but she was still bad, right? You know, and mm-hmm. Last Dan definitely. She can, yeah, and she can she be like, mysterious and tricksy and, and portray someone completely different than herself, kind of like right. Terminator, oh, know, the T-1000. Okay. You don't yeah. even know it's her, but it's her. Right. So she can, you know, do a lot of sneaky things, but, you know, she's a powerful woman. I think she's complicated. I think she, you know, has a lot of challenges that she's trying to understand and overcome. Ultimately, she just wants to be accepted as she is. Mm-hmm. Um 
Yeah. You know, but I, I think she's a hero because she right, definitely yeah. is able to save the day. Yeah, 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 definitely. But, you know, at the same time, she can wreak a ton of havoc. Oh, but, absolutely. But Jean Grey, though. Yeah, Jean Grey can be dangerous as Jean well. Jean Grey is, also is very dangerous. Super powerful. She's very, yeah, very right. powerful she with the telekinesis. She becomes the Phoenix Man. Ooh. But in the comics, though, the Phoenix was the alien that overtook her True. for the power. And that is much cooler than the just, Phoenix was always inside of Jean and, and Professor Xavier had to, yeah. Contain the phoenix and yeah. yeah, yeah. Fear of female power. I know how that goes. That's I I like I like X two like X Men United. That's my favorite one out of out of all of them. Like there's there's just something about that movie I I I really like, and um, how she saves you know she lifts the blackbird up and stops the water from hitting and then uh, you know Jean's dead kind of thing at the end. You see the phoenix above the the water, just kind of like teasing that. So like. You know, that, that was awesome. And what, what's what's her name? Fem- I can never say it correctly. Famke Fem- Jensen. That's it, Famke. Mm-hmm. She's a great actress, Oh, yeah, too. she's beautiful and mm-hmm. very, you know, brave in her choices, I think. And she shows a lot of emotional range in, you know, limited circumstances. She doesn't get to, to speak much, really, in mm-hmm. the movies. She doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue. And- I did not expect in The Wolverine to see her so much. In right. his little, like, yeah, his Well, they've like, really amped up the rela- the, the love how sort much of he relationship really, He really liked her, yeah. Because, he, you know, when he respects her. She's a strong woman. She's yeah. brave. She's very powerful. Um, and and uh, Logan respects that and is yeah. fascinated by it, you know? So he was, yeah, pretty he was, cool. He was she's not afraid her. of her power no. in the same way that some of the other... Yeah, X-Men exactly. ...heroines are. Because she's a doctor, you know? She, yeah, yeah, she, so she's, she's smart. She's brave and... And it was, yeah, that, I still loved it in the end of the, the last uh, X-Men movie that came out, um, you know, with the Sentinels and how they cha- corrected the timeline. It was so great yeah. seeing that original yeah. cast all there. Like, right. that, was, that was so cool, I thought. See her pop up at the end. Yeah, because yeah. he's, you know, he's Cause heartbroken. Logan, yeah, because yeah, that, that came out after she... the Wolverine. Right, so yeah. we saw, you know, he's heartbroken, and then he's like, right. holy crap, there she is. And there then there's again. Cyclops. Ah, yeah. Cyclops. Yeah. Poor Cyclops. That guy, that poor actor James also. Martin. He always yeah. plays the guy that gets dumped for another guy. <laughs> poor James Marsden. You know, and then we have Rogue, who right. I absolutely love. But Rogue, when she starts out, she is afraid of her own powers she and is, embarrassed of them. Yeah, she, yeah. she almost totally is able to kill people. Yeah. Right, because she's making out she's with that dude, teenager. a teenager. Right, it was that... Same thing that they say when the powers trigger, some some event happens when they're a teenager in right. puberty. She's and, trying to get her smooch on. Yeah. It sucks this dude's life force right out of him. And freaks out and runs away. You know. And so she's afraid to get near close to anyone ever right. again. And then she, you know, she she takes Wolverine's, like, power to heal herself because she was worried about him. Right. Because he was screaming. Because there was, like, a, you know, he was obviously she, older than her, but there was, like, kind of this, like, will they, won't they kind of thing in the first X-Men movie. Yeah, you're like, oh, was, please don't. It was sort of a combination <laughs> between him being, like, a mentor and, like, a like a father figure to her and also, like, a weird sort of romantic thing. Right. But I, I really took it more to be, like, someone that understood and accepted her and wasn't afraid of her. Because she's so afraid of herself. She really is. You know, she needed someone to just be like, Rogue, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be so scared just learn how to control what you do because right. obviously you know logan had a really long difficult life where he struggled with his own ability to have these powers and right. potentially be very dangerous to people that he loved yeah you know but she's still wearing her gloves and, yep. and not touching people and no. trying to have a relationship where you know she feels like she's so dangerous and volatile all the time which is really really cool because as a you know young woman you definitely feel that way even when you don't have superpowers you know rogue in the comics though was 
a lot tougher than the Sookie Sackhouse representation in the mm-hmm. in the in the movies because you know she I forget who she touched. You know, right you can write us in uhlescum at gmail dot com to remind me. Because <laughs> um, she she touched someone and then she can like she can fly and she's like super strength in all the, the, the comics and they, they did away with all of that in in the X Men movies, which for the sake of the story you know, kind of gave them the character they wanted. Right, like, the, there's never been the X-Men alone movie afraid. that focused really on Rogue. She's right. a part of it, but... There is a cop... Uh, the the last one, though, the, the Days of Future Past, uh, though, there is a Rogue cut. Yes. I have not seen that yet. I thought no. it, it came out, but I yeah. I bought... Because you, bought, you bought it, and I was like, No, what are you doing? And... Well, yeah, I just really like that movie, so I wanted to have a copy of it around, but yeah, I didn't get to see the, the Rogue Supercut. But yeah, I mean, you know, I could see her being someone that does accept her power at some point and sort of can use it, you know, but she do- she tries to get rid of it, though, at one point in the movies anyway, when yeah. they're trying to get rid of the mutants' powers, and right, yeah, she, she gets online to yeah, do it because she it's doesn't want it. In the end of it. three, you're like under the assumption she got right. rid of her power, Yeah, especially after she saw Iceman with um, Kitty Pride. Right, and she was, like, heartbroken and wanted to just be a normal person, which is interesting because it parallels the character that she played as Sookie Stackhouse in True Blood, who's arguably a super-powered woman as well, um, but was also very concerned about her powers and trying to hide them for most of her life because they made her ostracized from society because she could read minds, and then she uses But they really screwed that people. character up, though. Yeah, they ruined it. She did not it. make her they a strong character at all. She's so, my dog is named Sookie after the character in the books, who is funny and spunky and loyal and really tough. Um, they wussed out my Sookie on the show. Yeah. In the beginning, she started out strong, but they wussed her Well, out the first season of True Blood was great. Yeah. And... Yeah. I... They made Bill way too important because of the fact that Anna and Steven were together in real life, which is Mm -hmm. cool, but Bill was not the the be-all and end-all for Sookie. Let's um let's shift gears here from Marvel. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, let's yeah. talk about some Arwen. And Arwen, you know she she can Arwen can uh, she can Arwen, wield the sword. Yeah, she, she can, could she could power. ride horseback and yeah. wield the sword. She saves Frodo. Save Frodo yep. She has eternal life that she's uh-huh. willing to give up because right. of love. Yeah, and she wants that possibility of you know spending her life with Strider the Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has to give up her eternal life for that, but she's willing to do it. So she's obviously very brave and, and you know what? She's okay with change and she's okay with the fact that she is going to have to suffer in order to have this great love that she wants because she's still going to outlive him, even though she won't live as long as she could have. Um, you know, she's a fairy princess for all intents and purposes. She could have taken over leadership of elf. Yeah. Sorry. She's the elven princess. You're thinking of, Um, um, of Gladriel. Yeah, Gladriel's a she's, fairy princess. No, she's still, no, she's, no, she's a wood elf. Too. She's a wood yeah, elf. She's enough too. But she's super powerful. Because she still has her ring. Badass, yeah. She has her ring, and she's she, tempted I by the ring. I saw her as being equal to Arwen's dad. What's his name? El, Elrond? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really know because I didn't read the book so bad on me. If that's actually really? true, you never read Lord of the, the Rings. Books? Nope. I know I'm so. Bad. You're like my mother has. You're you're. You, I know. We're not doing podcasts with Mo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I always say that about this, the Bible too. I, I, I haven't read like, the Bible. I'm shocked. I know. You, you never. I'm like. It's it's one of the things on I my. I have to go. Bucket list. <laughs> 
Hearts, and I don't know. I eventually I probably will. Kristen read reads so fast and has I the do. time to read that. By the time we do our next podcast, she might you know be sticking my foot in my mouth. So no, no. But I might. <laughs> I'll probably read those, and I really should actually read the Game of Thrones books. But I keep getting spoiled right, by watching yeah. the show. Um, which that comes back this month. And Daenerys Targaryen's not on our list. No, but she not. is she a superhero be. because listen. She gave birth to dragons, and I don't even want to know what that's like, but dang! You know, she's a brave, strong lady. I mean, she was so, you know, she when she started off, you know, she got, like, the weird brother. Oh, yeah, that and, jerk. Like, I liked know, when they melted his head. That they married awesome. her off to for a, a you right. know, like, a, a union between two people. Right, you know, and at first land she was super like intimidated that. and tried to hide in the background, but then... She was like, you know what? I'm gonna figure this out. We're she not learns. just doing it doggy style. Yeah, she learned from her handmaiden <laughs> how to how to please her husband, and then speak the language. Have speak the language and and rule the people. And yeah. she gave birth to some dragons. And then when her husband unfortunately passed away, she carried you know her people forward. She didn't wuss out and disappear in the background. She was like, I've got a job to do, and I'm going to do this. And not only that, but then she continued on and fought wars and won over. You know, another group of people that now follows her, and then she's taken over this town where she's sort of presiding over it. But that has its own issues because she's still being fought out by political factions of richers. Richers. Who wear weird masks from Party City, Mardi Gras. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with those guys. They're pretty weird. But anyway. <laughs> so, um, so D- the DC universe. So yes. we- we've seen um, a lot of like cool, like, Strong women characters in the last couple of years come out on the on the DC universe when we look at Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and also um you know Legends of Tomorrow which you know it's a fun show it's not as good as the other ones but it's it's definitely you can't watch it and not like have a smile on your face the whole time so break this down like you know we'll we'll start with Supergirl which is the newest one of all this whole bunch and. I really like this show. I am I'm shocked that I like it as much as I did because their early promos for it really made it look like it was just I hate to say it in this podcast, but it looked made it look like a chick flick. And I was so worried that's what it was gonna be, but no, we have this crashed Kryptonian spaceship filled with all these villains, and here was, you know, just this lonely, you know, assistant at um you know, a, a media conglomerate and uses her powers once to save her sister and then is thrown into this whole world where her sister works for the you know the, this government agency that's just trying to keep these aliens under wraps so now that's like that's her main focus is you know Star's trying to keep her cover job but at the same time she's you know this she's so much stronger as supergirl than she is in her like normal normal role and the the show is just fantastic the crossover episode with the flash was great too um, you know, on Legends, and we, well, it started on Flash, but on Legends, you know, we, we got Hawk Girl. So, the thing with Hawk Girl is that, you know, she didn't know who she was. And then, you know, she was kind of like, you know, woken up and realizes the power that she has. Some of the other ones we see, you know, we see like, you know, Oliver's sister is speedy, you know, because she was just like this hot mess party girl for the first couple seasons. And now we're seeing her as. You know, a, like a you know, real like superhero and helping out the team and stuff like that, as well as you know, you got Black Canary, you got the White Canary, you know, 
beating stuff up. How can you be the DA and, and fight crime at night? I, I don't know. That just seems like there's a lot of hours involved in like. Yeah, that's crazy. I guess she's assistant DA. But. but still, I mean, they, you know, if you watch some John Oliver, he'll tell you that those DAs already have way too much work on their hands. <laughs> don't get paid enough and have to live amongst rat dropping. So, yeah, it's a, it's a rough gig. It's a, it, it is a rough gig. So, yeah, DC is doing a great job of showing strong women on, on TV. In their in their shows, so yeah, it's a good. Another reason why the you know DC like the DC um, universe is doing better on TV than it is in the cinema. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should just take this moment to say we told you so with Batman vs Superman. <laughs> Sad Affleck. Talking about movies that kind of bombed. Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman, has not been portrayed very interestingly no by either jessica alba or kate mara who are arguably decent actresses in other films yeah just these ones were kind of train wrecks i don't know uh, yeah just she was just kind of so like accepting i felt like in the, in the fantastic four movies i've seen uh, we didn't yes i didn't think they really portrayed her as being one. like tough and complicated and interesting in the way that you know i like to see my superhero Superheroines. Yeah, so we, we're know, a little disappointed in, in Sue Storm. And we feel that Sue Storm, in our lifetime, could be properly you know, represented. Right, but they um, need a good script and a good story mm-hmm. and give, give her some meat to chew I'm, on. I'm throwing my hat in the ring. I will write you a Fantastic Four movie. I will. Woo-hoo! I'll do it. I'll do it. Get on Talk it, Jeff Gritman. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so we have Gamora, who's an awesome green lady portrayed by the fabulous Zoe Saldana, who is a huge sci-fi fan in her own right. Yeah, so it means yeah, Zoe Saldana, which was Star Trek and Avatar, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm yep. sure there's more to mention, but she's doing the roles she like grew up feels watching. like she was yeah born yeah. to play. You know, she's and a tough lady. She's awesome. Her husband took her name in real life. I mean, she's a strong. She's got yeah. twin babies. Mm-hmm. Strong, independent woman. Um, and Talking she portrays cool, cool characters. Yeah, yeah Gamora is super cool. You know, she's tough. She's not going to be swayed by dudes trying to come and hit on her. You mm-hmm. know, she's got she's got a plan in mind. She's got to get revenge on the men who ruined her life. That's what she's focused on. Mm-hmm. She's going to help people that will get her to where she needs to be. But right. she's not going to be bowled over. No. You know, she's not going to. I wouldn't mess with her. No. I wouldn't no. mess with anything. <laughs> I wouldn't mess wouldn't with any of these chicks either. No way, man. We yeah. So we we felt like more was a good one to add, oh, add yeah. on here, and She's pretty totally much any role cool. that she plays is yeah, she really Somebody nails it. Somebody could look up to. Yeah. Now we're gonna the faces of Catwoman. Yeah. Meow. So we're gonna talk about kind of three different instances of Catwoman that w- that we've seen out there, and one of them was good, one of them was mediocre, and. Sorry, Hallie. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, this this one didn't work for so we'll, Hallie. Should we should we start with Hallie then? Should we just Sure, so the probably the worst portrayal of Catwoman that anyone has ever seen is poor Halle Berry. Um I think her outfit was more impressive than her acting. Yeah. Um So this Catwoman had like the whip and yes, you know had a little sadomasochistic thing going on. I'm not <laughs> really sure what that was all about. Um but she didn't have nearly as much leather on as Michelle Pfeiffer though. That's true. But Michelle Pfeiffer brought some kind of weird, funky creepiness yeah. to Catwoman. Halle Berry wasn't dug. creepy. 
Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer was crazy. Oh, yeah, totally crazy. Totally crazy. Yeah, but kind of fascinating, you know? Kind of like, the, you know, it came around, you know. Scary and end. tough, you know. And, yeah. And totally I just crazy. watched this one the other day. It was yeah. on I- IFC, I think. And mm-hmm. it was, I haven't seen this one in a while, and it, right. they've been playing it a lot, you know. So that, you know, that instance of Catwoman was, was kind of, you know, kind of accurate to, um, to the lore, I think. But, you know, when you got hit with the Anne Hathaway Catwoman. Right. I think she's a really cool portrayal of Catwoman because she is a smart, independent woman. She's not crazy. She wears the cat suit so that she can burgle yeah. effectively, and uh-huh. she does. She's very clever and very mm-hmm. sneaky. The movie she starts with her. She steals stuff right Robin out from Wayne under. Manor, right? Yep. Yeah. Bruce Wayne's nose, and he, and he knows that she's after the mm-hmm. stuff, but she still sneaks it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, she's not portrayed as someone that's crazy. She's opportunistic. Yes. Um... You know, Strong. probably self-centered, yeah, a little exactly. dangerous still, but right. but intelligent and not unstable. Mm-hmm. You know, she just knows that the world has wronged her, and she's gonna set it right by taking what she wants. Because we see like, yeah, we see like Bruce Wayne. You know, in, in the beginning of the movie, he's still kind of like messed up from the Joker. Oh, and the yeah. Joker really like messed with him, and then mm-hmm. you know, so he's kind of a recluse, and, you know, hiding away in Wayne Manor, and she's dressed up as the help, and then... Right. She's very a, charming and funny and smart, and, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. I would consider her to be a superhero in the Batman Begins, you know, series of films. Right. Which I, I don't... I wouldn't... I don't think that's the portrayal that Michelle Pfeiffer was going for, and I don't know what Halle Berry was going for. I think she was just really confused. <laughs> she was like, I'm wearing a lot of leather, guys. I'm not... I'm a beautiful woman. We're just, we're just gonna sure write going to write the script on. as we're going on here. Yeah, yeah. so uh, just meow about <laughs> <laughs> so we we can't have this conversation without you know talking about Wonder Woman. That, that kind, of, kind of prompted this. Uh, we have not seen Batman vs Superman. No, because it looks like a train wreck. We've been told by multiple sources that it's a train wreck. But I have heard that Wonder Woman's portrayal was fantastic. So all I've heard is that there should just be more that. Wonder Woman. I always feel like there should be more Wonder Woman because I grew up watching Linda Carter when I was a Linda kid. Linda Carter was she awesome. Was Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I loved how strong and tough and brave she was. Got the lasso of truth. You Absolutely. got the armband. She was an Amazon woman. She learned from other strong women how to make it in the world. And the invisible wasn't... jet doesn't make any sense to me the at all. The invisible jet is a very bizarre idea. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that part. But okay, that's that's all right, Wonder Woman. Maybe you were just trying to prove to us that you didn't even need a jet because you were so tough you could fly. There was a great joke about that in the Lego movie where they're like, we'll take the invisible jet. And they like the camera pans over, and there's like a couple seconds of silence, and then just some parts fall, like fall away. <laughs> like the bad guys blow it up. Uh, the invisible jet. So we, yeah, we we like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is probably, you know, I I see them doing a good job with this Wonder Woman movie that's coming out. Yeah, I'm, I might go see. I'll probably go see it in the I'll theater. Go see Wonder you know, Woman. I won't. Movie. I won't go see Batman vs Superman. No. I'll wait for that to. I'll sleep through it whenever it comes <laughs> on cable, just like I slept through Man of Snores. I mean, Steel. Ah! <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back to Marvel, and let's stick in the uh, like the um, Avengers kind of world, the uh, I guess Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, if you will. Will you? Okay, sure. Sure. And let's um, you know, let's talk about Agent Carter. Well, it was cool. Is you know, we saw Agent Carter as Captain America's love interest in um, the first Avenger. Yep. And you know, she was cool. Like she was, you know, this great. Like she's really like the only woman. You know fighting the war she was smart she was strong she was tough she was independent and then 
they hit you with the like the six episode series and it was just like it was so awesome because like she was just like she was so much more badass than any of the men there but because it was the 40s 50s nobody cared nobody cared yeah and then it wasn't until the end where like the guys started realizing like wow like Peggy Carter like you know she's you know she's really awesome so like that growing and then I, I felt so bad. The second season of Agent Carter piled up on my DVR, and I like blew through them all in one sitting. And you know what? It was great. The second season was was really good, and I'm glad they're gonna do a, a third one too because, like, the I really like the character. We saw her in Winter Soldier playing an older version of her, of herself, right. and um, being happy to see her old friend. Who's yeah, still young. Still young. Froze did. And then we saw her in um, you know they gave her like Ultron. They gave her like his like. When his um, he was possessed by Scarlet Witch. Oh, right, right. And he we saw her. And yeah, saw just her. you know, just a just a thrower in there was nice. You just know, yeah. yeah, yeah. But she's a cool she's a cool cat because she doesn't have superpowers, but she's still pretty really brave. You know, the Scarlet Witch, though, I mean, she was just misled. That's yeah. That's what we were just talking about before we before we hopped on here. We were trying to decide if she was a superhero or not, and I I think she is because I think she was just misled by Ultron. You know, she's trying to do the right thing. She didn't like Tony Stark because, in her opinion, he almost killed her and her brother when they were kids because yeah. he was involved in creating these nuclear bombs that were dropped on there. But he he didn't know that, you know, the people in his company were selling the the weapons. I don't think right. they were nuclear, but they were just explosives. Oh, yeah, they were explosives. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so, you know, once she sort of realizes that Ultron is not trying to better humanity either, he's trying to destroy it because he thinks we're flawed, which, okay, we are. Fine, oh. fine Ultron. Mm-hmm. Okay, but get over yourself because you're flawed too. Um, but, you know, she sort of snaps too pretty quickly and realizes, no, I have to support humanity. You know, I'm going to save people. That's what I want to be here to do. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's what she does. She's very brave and she uses all the powers that she has, even when she's faced with a terrible, heartbreaking loss in the middle of it. She still keeps fighting and she's tough. And yeah, near she, the end, yeah. yeah and she, loses her brother and she and, sticks around yeah. and wants to be a part of things. And so now fighting. she's an Avenger and yeah. we're going to, you know, we're, we're so amped for Civil cool. War. Oh, yeah, it's going to be so great. It's just, it's going to be awesome. It's the longest Marvel movie so far, and, you know, I, I just, as long as they, like, what I always say, as long as Marvel sticks to the story they're trying to tell right now, don't tell the story of the next movie. Right. Tell this story. Right. You know, that's what we want to see. Yes. So, um, pretty, pretty amped for that. Uh, we also skipped over Black Widow. Black Widow. Really cool. We saw her show up. Yeah, so, you know, she's been in the Avengers movie. She introduced her in Iron Man 2. Yes. I think she's funny. And Winter Soldier. Yes. Winter Soldier was the best adaptation of her because, you know, they'd be kicking butt and they'd be like, what about Janice in accounting? You know, yeah, yeah that's really what they want to do with her. Yeah, she's totally feminine and, and like, vulnerable, but also really tough and really clever, very brave, really loyal friend. Um, I want to see, I want to see a Black Widow movie. Yeah, I love Or a Netflix series, even. Yeah, like, just give us, you could give us some, some young Natasha. You know, backstory. Oh, I'm yeah. all about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, her the parts they showed in Ultron about you know what she went through to become who she is, and that you know she can't ever be a mom because she was meant to be an assassin. Yeah. And, but she still has overcome that to. That be was a great hero. giving us that little bit of stuff in yeah. in in Ultron. You know, giving us that. And she and she you know is very strong about fostering friendships. You know, she and Cap are definitely very close friends. You know, and she cares about that. And she also, you know, Hawkeye is like her bestie. You know, and they have a really good, strong, established relationship, too. Mm-hmm. You know, she's all about creating these strong friendships. 
um, you know, and being supportive as well as brave, which is really cool, you know? Also, like, when she beats up those mobsters and she's tied to the chair. That yeah. totally cracked me and up. And Avengers, just, that was yeah, great. Yeah, she just is, like, not even She's like, this phased. guy's working on me really hard. Yep. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, ties to the chair and completely, yep. like, like hangs Beats the guys all, up. Yep. Like, <laughs> that was, um... Yeah, that was that was That's a great. Because cool. that 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 was one thing about the original Avengers movie that was so great was that it was the amount of time taken to really get to you know Iron Man and and Hulk and uh, Thor and and everyone Loki. that we've seen. Yeah, and everyone that would that well, you see Loki pretty much Loki right off the bat. Yeah. But but now seeing he's a like these heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but it took so long to get to the heroes. But yeah, we're not talking yeah. about that in this. Right, right, we right. can talk about that in a different. Different, yeah. different podcasts. And um, uh, Daisy and May, I think, are great female characters on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just, um, you know, they had some flaws in the beginning of the show. Uh, second season's better. Third season's been really good so far. Um, it took them a while to, to get here. It would be great to see this crossover into some of the other, you know, movies and other shows and stuff like that they got going on. They're spinning it off with another, another one, with, um, I guess, Mockingbird? Yes, interesting. I'm not sure. What Before we move on, I'm just going to point out that we are purposefully not talking about Batgirl. Because <laughs> even though every time we've done a podcast, we've pretty much found a way to talk about uh, Freeze. Yeah. You know, we're not going to talk about him. We're not going to talk about how horrible Alicia Silverstone's Batgirl was because she really was just phoning it in and playing yeah. the same role she played in Clueless. <laughs> Sorry, Alicia. No offense, but come on. Yeah. Let's talk about the Watchmen Bat instead. Nibbles. Yes. Ugh, no. <laughs> Make it stop. Make it stop, Clooney. <laughs> so in The Watchmen, we saw two generations. Of Silk Spectre. Laurie and Sally yeah. playing yeah, Silk Spectre across two different eras, really. Right. Both strong, independent ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really interesting to see, you know, a superhero sort of aging, because you see Sally being, like, the young, sexy one, and then all, then she's, like, an older woman living in Florida with, you know, this headstrong daughter that she's trying to protect. Yeah. Um, which was really interesting. And the Watchmen, you know, I don't I don't know that Silk Spectre had any actual superpowers. I don't think she did. None of them she did except just, for Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, except for Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, he was the only Well, one. and then we have Laurie's dating Dr. Manhattan, which probably implies she has some sort of superpowers to deal with all that blue man. Woohoo! Oh, oh. <laughs> just we kidding. Li- we like the Watchmen. There's so oh, yeah. This, I can't get over how divided it is on whether or not people liked it or didn't like it. I liked it because it was I've read dark. It and it was, I, yeah, I, I liked the, yeah, I read the, the book too and it was really cool. It's very dark and interesting and the characters I are I like complex. dark and interesting. People are like, I oh, too. people thought uh, Man of Steel was too dark. Like, no, no, it was just boring. Boring. It was, boring. It was not dark, it was snoring. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, that's, let's talk about Watchmen's pretty cool. Princess Leia. Yeah, we got the Star Wars universe. So Princess Leia was probably one of the first female characters I looked up to, her and Lois Lane. Um, but yeah, Princess Leia, she's tough. She's totally brave. She wants to change the world. And She'll shoot a stormtrooper. She doesn't care. Absolutely. I mean, she could have just had an easy princess life on Alderaan, put her feet up, not cared about any of it, but that's not who she was. She wanted to be a part of the Resistance. And eventually now they're calling her General instead of Princess because she didn't care about being all fancy she wanted to fight, and she wanted to win and change the world. I um I thought they really nailed it in The Force Awakened, bringing her back. Um, 
you know? She's like, don't do that, hon. He's like, do what? She's like, anything. Yep. Raspy and she's grizzled. Oh, know? yeah. She's, yeah, she's seen she's a, it. She's, she's a strong, tough woman, and she's dealt with a lot of crap, and she's still surviving. I haven't watched the deleted scenes yet. I bought it on digital. Um, I haven't watched the deleted scenes yet. Apparently in the new one there's some Leia have fall, having a falling out with some of the more, you know, political... Stuff going on, yeah. so yeah, we'll we'll check that out. But Leia, you know, across, you know, so in New Hope, you know, she's just she's really tough, and she's like, you know, some, you know, some escape plan. I can't remember her exact quote when they're leaving the, the right re- some rescue attempt. You yes. know, you know, at first, you know, here comes someone to save her, and she's like a little short to be a stormtrooper. The right. sass. The sass. The was great. Somebody's got to save our skins. You know, mm-hmm. it's a rescue attempt, but she ends up kind of rescuing herself. Um, she watches her planet be destroyed and still hangs in yeah. and, and wants to fight. She's not giving up. No. Um, that's got to be a heartbreaking loss. In Empire, you know, tough. we see her, like, being swooned by Han a little bit. And she's trying to bit. still... She's still being tough, you know. She's out, she's mm-hmm. out there fixing the stuff wrong with the Falcon, you know. That's oh, yeah. tough. And she's on Hoth, you know, helping plan the battles yeah. and, and organizing the troops. Getting the transports you know, out she, and getting the... She's in the thick of this you know she's not just a figurehead she really does you know take part in planning these attacks and, mm-hmm. and you know she knows who the best pilots are mm-hmm. um, and we see that she still is you know obviously Leia is force sensitive she just hasn't been trained you know because she could resist the mind probe in a right. new hope you know we saw her like you know get a, she knew when something happened to Han you know right we saw that and a couple other things she's like oh I've always known Right. About Luke, you know, she says that in Jedi. After she smooched him, though. Oh, Leia, what were you doing, you naughty girl? Hmm. Just kidding. But anyway, Princess Leia is awesome. But compared to Amidala, though. They did such a sad job with Amidala. I was hoping so much at the end that she would have been leading the resistance and that that was why Anakin you know, had a falling out with her and wanted to kill her, but they didn't bring that up at all. Instead, they made it into some weak plot about how Anakin thought she was sleeping with Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. which was so crappy that he would think that of his wife and his best friend. But when they Amidala, weren't though, when, when she's queen, right? When she's queen in episode one, you know, she led the assault, you know, the, to recapture the capital. Right. She was blasting droids left and right. She was, you know, she repel guns. Tough. She was pretty yeah. tough there. In then two, they took it all away from her. In two, it was like, oh, we need to hide you. She was, yeah. Yeah, and so in two, she was kind of more like hidden, and then in, in three, it was just, just completely hidden and, and just like. Hidden and weak and whining. And they just and wrote her, wrote Natalie. Natalie Portman's a better actress than that. She really is, and she was very stiff. You know, it was just sad because I was hoping that she was going to show, you know, why Leia is so tough and such a badass because her mother was that way, but they totally whisked her out at the end of that trilogy, so that was sad. I mean, come on. But when we look at Force Awakens, she could be a tough, tough yeah. girl. But now that we're introduced to Rey, who I think Rey is Luke's daughter. Yeah, Rey is awesome. She's so brave and and just you know but she, willing to as, take as chances. As she, yeah, she's willing to take chances, but she just she wants to get home because she feels like she wants that connection. She wants family. She's still vulnerable. Right, exactly. But at the t- same time, she's incredibly powerful. You know, she overpowers and resists Kylo Krabby Wren. Yeah. Who's just, you know, having temper Crabbing tantrums it. all over the place. You know, and she's able to fight him off even though she's never used a lightsaber before even, in her life. Yeah, you know? yeah. That was great. She's, she survived. She scavenged by herself. She fought she off, you know, no Ukar. It was supposed to be his, her... Like kind of father figure, right? Because we saw that in, in the like the force right, like but flashback. Are, like crap, but then her, like, like one he sent his portion. thugs after her, and she beat them off. Oh yeah, that 
Well, beat, right. beat them up. Beat them up. Yeah. yeah. You like that? Yeah, I yeah completely, that was pretty fun. Yeah. You know, and she has an instinct that BB-8 needed to be protected, so she jumped right on that. Yeah. You know, and... And uh, I really like Ray. I can't wait to see how she develops as a character. Yeah, and, um, we like Ray. How she gets I named my cat after her. In the force. My cat who yes. climbs on everything. Well, Ray. Yeah. We so, uh, see that. yeah. Yeah, so we think Ray is very strong. Ray's great, yeah. You want to take the... Yeah, and then I'm just going to do a little quick shout-out for my cartoon heroines from when I was a little girl. So we get She-Ra, who's the princess of power. She is He-Man's sister. Um, she was kidnapped as a child and fought off the hordes to take back her planet, and she is the protector of the Crystal Castle, along mm. with her friends. Um, you know, she re- did not employ violence in most cases. She tried to reason with and, and be cunning and crafty um, to, you know, to defeat her enemies instead of resorting to swordplay or violence. Um, actually, there was apparently a rule that both He-Man and Shira were not allowed to hit or kick on the show. Um, they had to you know, use their swords to fight people off or their brain power, which is kind of cool. Um, but anyway, Shira, I liked her. She had a bunch of girlfriends that were really close to her. She had her awesome, you know, winged unicorn buddy that she flew around on, and uh, she was a pretty cool, badass chick. And then you also had Chitara, who is the female in the uh, Thundercats show. She was super fast. She was the fastest of all the Thundercats because yeah, obviously she was based cheetah. off of a cheetah. Yeah. Um, she also used her feminine intuition to determine um, when danger was coming to attack the team, which is kind of cool. Um, sort of turning it something that people, uh, that women are, are famous for and talked about into an actual superpower for a uh, female character. It was pretty, pretty cool. So, Shira and Chitara, cool ladies. And some 80s cartoon action. Absolutely. Uh, we see Michonne on The Walking Dead as. You know, a strong, silent type, kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Nah, she's, like, shacking up with Rick, though. Oh, my. Well, mm-hmm. I, th- I love the first time that you see her. She's got the two um, walkers sort of chained to her, and they're her protectors. That shot is, like, straight from the comic, so too, which cool. is great. And she's got yeah. her sword. I mean, she is, like, a badass. She she understood that the world was ending, and she found a way to make it work for her, yeah. which is pretty cool. But, you know, we, we, we know that Michonne is, is flux. She was, she was just a school teacher. You know, and, yeah. and she lost her kids and, and you know, the husband and, and all those things. And she's been out, out on her own for so long before in the, you know, in the series when she meets Andrea. Right. Like, I just, like, out in the woods, just, you know. Yeah. Hanging out. Living, so, surviving. Shona's always, like, the voice of reason and, she's very, you know, very, very strong. Someone you really want to have in your corner. Oh, yeah, for know, sure. Apocalypse. Uh have to talk about Captain Janeway in 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 this. You know, talk about Star Trek Voyager. Janeway is is great. You know, because you kind of see her in the beginning. She's like, you know, I'll be right back. You know, and then I'll come home and see you I'll and the back. dogs. Yeah, and then you know, gets flung to the other side of the universe, and she's dang. She's faced with this dilemma: Do I use this alien technology to send myself home, and then let somebody else come in and? And take it over and do whatever they want with it, or do I destroy it so evil can stop here? And she chose to destroy it. It's pretty brave. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you know, then the crew is divided. Some hate her for what she did because now they can't get back to their friends and their family and those kind of things. And the other half of the crew is like, you know, we did the right thing here, and now let's you know make the most of it and, and just try to get home. So Janeway is an excellent decision maker. She always thinks about things from all angles and stuff like that. And, you know, she doesn't need a man. Nope. 
that that is that was always something I always thought was, you know Captain Janeway you know, it was it was the the crew came first mm-hmm. the ship came first and every, and all the time one of my favorite lines ever is it's coffee in that nebula so <laughs> let's talk about our last heroine Miss Sarah Connor yeah we I guess Sarah our days Connor. our days of the Arnold soundboard I guess are are behind us for now yeah. Maybe we don't we'll, want to do we'll it too often. You. Yeah, that's what it is. Because we're doing it every week. Keep, yeah, we have to keep you guys on your toes. Yeah. But anyway, Sarah Connor. Be alert. We'll, super we'll hear cool. it again. You know, she's just a wait, like a waitress, I guess. Or she has yeah, some yeah, kind she of, was yeah, just a waitress, waitress in the beginning. Who lives in an apartment with her roommate. And all of a sudden, she's thrust in the middle of this crazy science fiction conundrum of the fact that she is the mother of the savior of humanity, right? Yeah. And who expects that when you're just getting stood up for your Facebook date or whatever? No, they didn't have Facebook back then. And it was a blind date. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, you know, she ends up, instead of having, you know, staying at home and eating ice cream, she's out trying to save her own life and meeting, you know, the love of her life and trying to escape from Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. But what was great about Sarah Connor is that in T2, Linda Hamilton recreated the character. Oh, yeah. She's she so made tough. Yeah, so tough. Ripped. Yeah. And you know, proficient in all this stuff, and she raised John, you know, to be, you know, to in you know Mexico, proficient in arms, and yeah, she stuff took like it that. really seriously. Yeah. She wasn't just like, oh, they were kidding around about me being the, you know, mother of the savior of humanity. She's like, this is a serious job, and I'm taking it on, and I'm gonna do it the best I can. You know, even though she ends up in the in the psycho ward, she did everything that well, she could to try to set John up to understand. Listen, if I go outside and start talking about how robots are coming to kill us all in the future, and you know, I think they might take me away too. I don't know That's where, because point. they kind of shut all that stuff down. <laughs> the state hospital's like a couple blocks from your house here. Yeah, and like, Nobody goes there. Nobody. Yeah. Except for so. maybe teenagers making out at night. But Oh, my. Um, but, yeah. But So we, we, we got no Sarah Connor in, in, you know, like the rest of the movies until this new one that came out where we see a completely reimagined one where the idea was that the T-800, is that the Arnold? Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. I'm having a complete... Complete brain meltdown. Came to her as a child to save her, and now has been you know raising her, and you know so when when Kyle meets her, she's not this like weak you know she's already this like badass and knows that she's you know important for the for humanity. And the the Sarah Connor Chronicles TV show, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great, but I'm kind of a sucker for anything Terminator related. Yeah, I have not watched that, but I saw all the Terminator movies because I really dig them. And I, yeah, I like Sarah Connor. She's badass. She and it was it was Cersei. Cersei was was um was Sarah Connor. Yes, Sarah Connor. It's like when Game of Thrones started because I didn't read the books in the beginning, and and I was like, hey, it's Sarah Connor, and then they're like, Sarah Connor's banging her brother. What's going on? They just pushed that kid off the thing. What's going on here? Oh yeah, that wasn't very nice. Those Lannisters. But anyway, So, so that was it. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed it. Those are some super women kicking some butt. So check world. out, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. So check out our website, prisondad.com. We got a new book coming out sometime probably in two weeks. Yep. Uh, it's a collection of all of our online stories, mm-hmm. including the Squirrel Cane and yes. uh, a couple other free stories. Uh, we're going to finish editing it today. Mm-hmm. And the uh, cover art's done. We just got to write some descriptions, submit Woo-hoo. to Amazon, and uh, yeah, get it going. Moving on with our lives. Yep. So, um, so we also got that working on. Also, check us out on our, our uh, podcast uh, that our, our friend Amy conducted. So, yes. that's um, 
It's on you our know, website. Chasingdreams.com, I believe. Uh, Chasing um, Dreams HQ. Okay. Go to our website. Uh, and, Check it out. And, yeah, We're, it's, it's linked into it from there. Jeff and myself being interviewed uh, about our writing process, which is pretty cool. Self-publishing and doing mm-hmm. podcasts and where do we find the time. Yes. It's kind of impressive. I know. Yeah, I'm impressed. Are you impressed? I th- yeah, I oh, feel you? like Are I'm you? a superhero. Really. Are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> you know, check out our other podcasts, the free stories, um, news. We've got a bunch of events coming up. We're going to do uh, Moravian Bookstore in Bethlehem. Right. And um, a couple other things going on. So Yeah, so come see us. Um, and then check next week we're going to talk about the pros and cons of holographic slash robotic pets. Oh yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> a lot less to clean up after. Maybe. Unless there's like an oil spill. Yeah, oil spill. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's for next week. Um, until then, may the force be with you. Take care. Be safe.